the final girl and i'm shown in the dead and this is the house that screams we are wrapping up season two and we're really excited about it because we are ending it with a bang and a splatter with the cult classic dead alive from 1992 and erica hello and i kick arse for the lord <laughs> yes arse. dave german is that the one with the donkey and the chambermaid Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Rob, the cinema drunkie antiquata. Party's over. <laughs> that was really good. Good accent. Uh, Nico Nice. Stand back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. Uh, <laughs> why is that the best part of the movie? We'll get to that. Uh, Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, my fellow horror fanatics, and the Academy wisely did not nominate this. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for Lord of the Rings. Uh, and we have a special guest, uh, Mike Scott. And we'll let Mike start us off. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. Uh, happy to be here. Hi, everybody. For those who don't know me, I host the Adkins uh, Undisputed podcast, the most complete Scott Adkins podcast in the world. And I am also a co-host <laughs> co of the uh, Dana Buckler show with my friend Dana Buckler. So uh, that's, uh, you know, I, you can hear me all sorts of places if you want. Awesome. I'll say, what do you have to say about Dead Alive? Can Anybody eat vanilla custard after watching this fucking movie? No, no, pudding. I was actually Never gonna bring vanilla pudding and eat it, but no. to, to give a shameless plug to my friend the homicidal homemaker, she makes a dead alive custard that she's got in her YouTube channel. And yeah, it is delightful. Oh, I'm, I'm going there right now. Yeah, she's yeah. great. I, I've been a follow of hers for years. She's yeah, that, her channel is amazing. I was so uh, happy I, when she got the silver bolo from the last drive-in. I was like, yay! Yeah, yeah I just, I gotta say, like, with, with the vanilla custard thing, like, you know, we've talked about this in the past. When I was a teenager, I was watching Faces of Death and eating pizza. Had no Which problem. Which I cannot with. do. I cannot do that. But, but for some reason, that scene... When he eats that custard, like, this is one of the only movies that, like, made me want to retch. And last night we were watching this film. <laughs> I think they were shooting for that. 
Yeah, last yeah. night we were watching this film, and we're sitting there, our 13-year-old, and we got a 20 and a 21-year-old, um, our daughter and a friend, and then, um, you know, we're all watching it, and he starts to get up, and he's like, I'm going to go, you know, in the other room. I'm like, you <laughs> got to get your ass in here and be a man. Come yeah. on. Now I'm laughing through the whole thing. I'm like, I had to call you out. I'm sorry, honey. No, it's, it's okay. I deserve to be called out. <laughs> That's the movie trick gets me. Every time that scene, like I can watch everything else in that movie, but we rewatched it last night, my wife and I, and man, I, I straight up fucking wretched. Like I did the like thing because that scene just kills me. I blame this movie. I I blame this movie for the, the fact that I laugh at gore. Like I just laugh. And I think that it's from this film from, you know, this movie came out when I was 13 and it and it just gave me the giggles. I laughed through the whole thing. I can no, I can eat pizza and watch this movie, even the custard scene, eat, even when she's eating her ear and all that. Like it, it does not phase me. <laughs> I, I, would, I just want to say uh, this movie. Um, when I was a little kid, I was one of those little kids who couldn't stand to have his hands sticky. You know that kind of like ew ew. And this movie, yeah. especially when when he's feeding them all at the dinner table, it just yeah. triggers. It just triggers my psychosis. And I'm just like, like ah, ah, I can't, <laughs> no, no, I just can't. No, 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 Dave, I feel you. It's, it's the, the one that gets me. It's like the custard scene is fine. It's like it's icky, but it's fine. Like I could deal with it. It's when the shit starts he's seeping spooning. out. He's his neck. <laughs> and, uh, and he's all like, like, oh, shit, what do I do? Uh... And, and he starts spooning it back into her fucking neck hole. Yeah, I was like, it's also very interesting because Idle Hands kind of did the same thing with the burrito scene with um when when yeah, Nub yeah. is eating the, the burrito, yeah. and it's like coming oh, out. Wow. It, 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 it didn't have the same effect though, I think, as as that alive. Where Why it's because Peter really just Peter Jackson, did Peter Jackson goes a little calls. too far. Peter Jackson goes. Peter Jackson goes way too far. Maybe he wants to like fucking gross you out if you've seen like Bad Taste or you know uh, Meet the Feebles. Like he will just go absolutely there. There are no boundaries whatsoever. Right. I, I love remember, it. I was watching. I was rewatching it last night for the purpose of this episode, and I just kept thinking. And this motherfucker won an Academy Award. Right. Like, right. <laughs> and that's what I was telling the the kids. I'm like, yeah, this is a guy that did Lord of the Rings. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I did my little quote there because w- when he accepted his Oscar, he actually mentioned his past work like Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles and said the Academy wisely did not nominate those. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what those were. Yeah. The real fans. This is one of those films I feel like it's, you know, Peter Jackson is just doing everything he can to try and fucking gross you out. It's almost like. Like, can you get through this film? Because even like later on and um, at, towards the end of the films, our, our um, hero and heroine, you know, they're they're kissing and they're covered. It's not just blood, which was uh, the most blood used in the movie until okay. it, chapter two. But it was fucking sticky. And so like when they, they would kiss and they're covered in like this goo and blood and whatever the fuck it was. And they, and there's like trails <laughs> as they separate. I'm like, oh, that is gross. Uh, OK, I'm sorry. Yeah, Something like 300 liters of blood just for that last, the lawnmower scene. And it held the record until It yeah. Chapter 2, which I think It Chapter 2, I was, because when I heard about that and we saw It Chapter 2, I was like really expecting something great. And it was just a, a Beverly's, you know, Same. area just filling up with blood. And I'm like, yeah. 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 I, was, I, was, like that. I was disappointed with that. Yeah, I, I, love like, the I, fact, I love the fact that there's a group of fans who are tracking 
how many liters of fake blood are used in movies. And they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this movie, right? And this, when you know us like horror people, fans, we're, we're fucking weirdos. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, no, it's, it's funny. It's funny because uh, Stuart Gordon, may he rest in peace. He said that uh, he thought he held the record for Reanimator with fifty gallons of blood, and then he talked to Peter Jackson. Yes, yes, I love. The doctor told him he used about like three thousand gallons of blood. <laughs> hold my beer. Hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I love that story. It's a great story. So, I got Dave. I gotta ask because we've talked about a. Uh, the adult horror before what's this movie do for your adult horror? uh you mean you mean i mean as how does it affect me as an adult as opposed to as a young man no yeah, no no. How, you how we think had, about as a kid that you think about as an no, adult. no 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 what oh, we had oh, okay. talked about in, in previous episodes about you know the adult horror is like the mess you have to clean up afterwards that like, oh yeah no yeah I, just, I wanted to mention that yeah it, it triggered all of my ocd like i wanted to just get a mop like a wet mop <laughs> Clean and like have a big trash bag and put like the arms and shit in the. I'll get this, guys. I'll get it. I'll get it. That yeah. just triggered every yeah, impulse I had to clean. Everything. Someone did have to do that. Yeah. 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 I wanted to say that somebody, some somebody on the set intern. had to fucking come in with a snow shovel and a garbage bag and fucking start, <laughs> you know, putting all that shit into it. Uh, yeah. I've been working on the railroad. I think I need to maybe see a professional, but yeah, it did. It triggered yeah. me in a lot of ways. Or maybe get fa- you. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say maybe get you a job as a crime scene cleaner. <laughs> oh God, no! Oh, God, I, I, I like, just want to like. I just want to like, wipe everything. Oh God! I mean, like just what they did in the movie, like just fucking set it on fire. It's, it's <laughs> that's yeah, what I was going to say. The end of the movie's great. Just, just that shit's never getting burn, clean. Just let yeah. it burn. Burn it all. Just let burn it burn. Down. Burn it all like, down. And you know, like love, it like love canal. Rope it off. <laughs> I'm not cleaning and being OCD. What must what must have been like for the camera crew to have to probably be constantly wiping off the lens? Oh, I just yeah. picture them holding up like tarps over themselves, you know, like like a Gallagher show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get wet, Martha. What did you say? What did you say about this movie? Um, for me, this movie's a little sentimental in a way. Um. I'm gonna bring everything back to, to Suncoast, where it was my my first um, going my, my first couple of months like working there, and I kind of had to, you know, make friends quickly because I'm new in town, I didn't know anybody, and you know the manager and like the rest of the staff and I, we all kind of just clicked and kind of vibed. So, and for my birthday leading up to it, they kept saying because um, I kept asking questions about that a lot because I had never seen it. And I knew that Peter Jackson was getting ready to release Lord of the Rings at that at that, that Christmas. It was coming out. Um, it was in 2001. So, you know, for my birthday, they actually bought me the DVD oh. for, me to, for me to watch it. So, you know, I've, I've always held, like, a special place in this. And then um, the next day at work, they were like, so what did you think about it? I'm like, oh, my God, that was fucking amazing. Like, right? I, you know, it was, like, like the amount of, like, not, not even just the gore. Like, even, like, you know, you, you care about Lionel. Yeah, you, you care about Paquita, like you really care about these characters, and you know the the gore just kind of the, the gore is kind of like its own little character in the movie. I feel like that, that gives the movie like its its um its personality and its charm. Like with the intestines are probably my favorite, um, and this is just shows you how juvenile I am, because you know? they're like farting. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh my yeah, god! Of course. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, a, for me, and I don't know, maybe I'm jumping the gun on this, but I, I think that um, 
I, th- I think all up there. I think we can all agree. The the best thing in the movie is when the ass kicking priest in the, in the oh, cemetery. Oh yeah, definitely. Hands <laughs> I take off for the Lord. Like, and he's like doing I didn't expect to see shit that. on him. <laughs> Yeah, he was like doing like he was the guy around and rips his arms off, and I mean it's like hardcore. Like, like he's kicking the shit out of these zombies, and then he dies for, for his efforts. Right, yeah. and you're like, because yeah. oh, he was he, cool. Hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Me, me, and Mike are big martial arts aficionados. As Mike, what do you think about his? Oh, Mike, like what do you think arts. about his tech? What do you think about his t- the the priest technique and kicking his zombie's ass? Yeah, I mean, I love the scene, but let's be honest, this isn't going down as an all-time action classic. As far as <laughs> no, no, no. It was a fun little addition to see him bust out some martial arts and kick ass for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It was a cool scene where he's doing like the kick in the face and then all oh, crouching tiger shit. shit. Yeah, yeah I loved it. It was, it was like a, a New Actually, Zealand Steve Martin kicking ass. From an action choreography standpoint, the party's over scene is actually really well done. Like the oh, way Lionel's yeah. like throwing the lawnmower and the way Jack's, I don't fucking know how he gets the camera in the middle of that shit without the camera just getting covered in right? goo the way he does. Like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, totally. it's really well done. Yeah, that fucking, oh God, that scene. He's all covered <laughs> in corn beef by the end of it. And, and again, I think that that's part of the movie's charm is like, yes, it's it's super gory. It's bloody as shit. But, you know, it's like it's like cartoony, almost like Bugs Bunny, like Buster yeah, especially when he's slipping on the blood and he can't move, you know, like classic, like, you know, those silent movie comedies where like they're, they're doing it. That's I think that that's the reason why, you know, the movie has such a cult following is because people realize, yes, it's gory as shit. It's bloody. But it's like it's cartoony. Mm hmm. Right. Kind of yeah. like Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah. I got that, like, yeah. almost Three Stooges comedy vibe. Like, plastic. Yeah. I yeah. want to done in a really over-the-top way. Yeah. Yeah. But it works. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you can't say that you're not in this movie from start to finish. Like, you're in it. Because there's always something. Uh, I love when Uncle Les is... You know, chopping up and they speed it up, and he's just like this pile of like dismembered <laughs> limbs, and they're all kind of twitching. Like he's just like, is he speeded up? I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. Cracks me up. And how many times did he get hit in the nuts? I mean, a five, five, <laughs> a lot, a lot. It seemed. I actually yeah. looked it up five times. Wow. A couple of times were Paquita. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Paquita as a heroine. She's she's, she's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. She's a true blooded Latina. And I gotta say, on that note, on that note, one of my favorite little factoids about this film is its name in Spanish, what yes. the title is. <laughs> it's Tu Madre Se Ha Comido a Mi Perro. You guys know what that means, right? <laughs> Your mother ate my dog. Your mother ate my dog. Not all of it. Not, not all of it. He's <laughs> <laughs> a dog. Thing out of his mouth. Those are great. That's a great pan when he says that, and then the, and the camera pans over to the bed, and it's just covered with yeah, entrails and, like and dog. That's a great pan. <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> yeah, when I found out that's what they, the, the, the title is in Spanish, because it's, it's known as Brain Dead, but here there was already a film called Brain Dead in the, in the United States, so they had the, they call it mm-hmm. Dead Alive. But yeah, so, you know, <laughs> in Spanish. In Spain, yeah, it's, it's uh, your mother ate my dog. Your I'm like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> some some corporate pinhead had to make that decision. Your mother ate my dog. Go with it. It's good. Go. Yes, yes. That yeah, one. Had to make, <laughs> had to make that decision. 
<laughs> You're not falsely advertising, you know. That, I think that's right. Real. <laughs> he does. She does eat them. The dog. It's true. Yeah. And it is a great, uh, my, my favorite quotable line from the film, but the film has a lot of great lines. And we said a lot of them at the intro, I think, you know, but there, there's so many more. So I'm going to go ahead and start asking a hard question. Favorite scene? And you'll only pick one. Put you on the spot. I'll go. It's definitely the lawnmower scene. Yeah. That's probably going to be a popular answer. No, like, like, let me tell you, like, um, I showed this to Di uh, last night, and she had never seen it before. You guys were watching it the same time we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she had never seen it before, and, like, it was, at the first, it was grossing her out, but I guess, like, halfway she got it, like, what the movie was about. So by the time you get to the climax in the house, like, me and her, like, you know, I'm dying laughing throughout the whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's freaking comedy. But, like, cool. she caught up, and it's like, we, we're both fucking dying laughing at this scene. It's just like, Jesus. Because you have to laugh at the absurdity of it. And the lawnmower scene is the pinnacle of absurdity in this fucking movie. Like, he's just going around with this lawnmower and just, like, <laughs> like he's getting covered in fucking, like, fucking putty and, like, yeah. corn beef. I mean, because it's or, not <laughs> just, like, blood. It's, like, goo and, like, no, all so kinds of, like, shit. Sick. It is it is blender <laughs> It is dog food that is sprayed on this motherfucker throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And it's just and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean I mean I don't know. I, I can't I remember I disturbed Erica like way back in early in season two when I told her that I thought the house that Jack built was hilarious. And she was like, I don't know if I think that's funny. <laughs> I was like, No, I thought it was hilarious. So I don't know. My my, my sense of humor might be twisted, but I just thought this fucking movie. No, was this right. movie is like my, if I want to cheer myself up is is I put this movie on because I will fucking laugh no matter what mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But that's my favorite scene. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, definitely. Who's up? Uh, can I go? I'll, I, I like yeah. the scene. I like the scene where Lionel is gluing the flap of his mother's face <laughs> back on because it's kind of it's a little tender, right? Because he still loves his mother and he's trying to like pretend that none of this is happening. And he's got that mucilage bottle with that rubber red rubber tip that we all use yeah. in grade school, right? Remember that? Yeah, and yeah. Gluing, and it's very tender. He's gluing it up. Like, everything's going to be fine, Ma. Just put that right there. It's going to be great. I just I love like that, it. too. I like when he's like, don't move. You're, it's going to go on crooked. Right, it's going to go on crooked. Yeah. Little things. And then the next scene, she's all, like, zombified, and she's got that triangle of skin. She's like, oh, you know. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, me Right. And the triangle of skin is there. Like, no one's going to notice this big triangle of skin glued to her fucking face. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll go next. Okay. Nico? Um, aside from the obvious uh, priest kicking the shit out of the uh, the zombies in the, in the cemetery, um, and this one's the most simplistic. It's Lionel with the baby in the park. That's yeah. the one I was gonna pick. Yeah, like with the baby. It's and it oh was a scene God. that wasn't even supposed to happen. They had they had a couple of um you know yeah. a couple extra bucks. They had some time to kill. They were they were under budget and under schedule, so like they were able to just do this to kind of pad the runtime. And it's like one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie. I love I mean, it. It's so stupid, and you don't want to laugh, but you can't help but laugh when, especially when he's like throwing it up against the swing set and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he throws it in the bag and he keeps punching it. <laughs> yeah, as he's walking along. I mean, that was some good physical comedy on the level of Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead 2. I mean, I think he did a great job. And I love how when the baby's running, it's so obviously like um, a six-year-old a child with a perspective. In a onesie, just running with this rubber fucking Halloween mask on. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that scene is great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you stole my scene. Thanks, Nico. Sorry. Oh. You want to always think about this anyway. No, you're good. You're good. I and I love that scene, and that's that's the one I would pick. But I also love the scene where um, the baby splits the head open. Okay, now you're oh, still yeah. mine. Thanks. <laughs> I know. It's like playing Uno. Yeah. Fuck! I just draw. I have to draw four now. <laughs> oh, right. Reverse hold card. On, hold, on. hold on one second. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to steal favorite scenes because. This movie is filled with so many great scenes. It's well, like, yeah, you I can just move like, on to the next. Right, like, <laughs> I, I, just so like let me pick something else because there's so many fucking. Yeah, that was the one I was gonna do, but I have others, you know. Of course, you're right. Yeah, I guess I'll go. Um, my favorite scene is the pre-scene. If I had to pick a different one, it, it's a tough choice. It'd probably be the lawnmower scene. Yeah, is yeah. Probably a pretty uh, typical answer for a lot of people but it's just it's so cool and gory uh but right. yeah it's the whole movie is hilarious and i don't really know why i didn't like it the first time i saw it um i remember i was in college and i got it on VHS from a local uh, video rental store and at the time i just thought it was stupid and i didn't really like it but now i think it's pretty hilarious yeah, sometimes yeah. It's, it's perspective and mood you know <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that, that can affect it. Okay. Oh, my turn, I guess. Yeah. Daniel. And as has been said, there's really no denying the lawnmower is number one. Um, you know, particularly for a genre that was pretty well entrenched at that point, zombies, that really was something totally new, creative, and different for its time. And I, I forget what video game it was. I remember playing, I don't, I don't think it was the Silent Hill games. Dead Rising. Maybe that was it, where you actually go into a room that's covered in blood and gore, and there's there's a lawnmower hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's iconic. Yeah, but otherwise, the, the face coming out of the, the torso scene, that, that one, mm. as a younger man, that one did, did get me a bit, because, you know, part of Cronenberg's The Fly that horrified me was that notion of tumors just bursting out of your skin, yeah, that scene takes that up pretty even that much further. Yeah. But uh, yeah, lawnmower has got to be number one. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, um, Mike, what you got? Yeah, I gotta go with especially because like party's over hits the same way that Bruce Campbell says groovy in Evil Dead. Exactly, I said yeah. that last night. Yeah, when he's just like party's over, but we all agree <laughs> that's great. So I, I'm gonna shout out. Another it's not really even a scene. It's a line that, you know, you guys mentioned a bunch of great lines. But I also love when Paquita's like it's over, you know, it's done. And Lionel says, no, haven't seen mom yet. And yeah. like the, like that line is just so great because then, yeah. you know, she, I, I love it. I Because you just know it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. We've still got a whole other like big fight scene to go, which is just yeah. awesome. 
after yeah, that like whole it. fucking bloodbath too like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man the that that was the one that I remember years ago. Uh, I showed this to my sister. The and of course it was one of those moments where she wanted to smoke, and of course the, she wanted to smoke with me. She had to watch whatever I was watching, and I was watching mm-hmm. live. And and the scene where Lionel fucking reemerges from mom and like in that fucking pool of blood, Big my sister gush. was just like, dude. She was like, dude, no, no, I don't, I don't care how mad. <laughs> smoke i'm fucking out of here and she left <laughs> like just the that whole like you know, <laughs> yeah she was just like fuck this i'm out of here dude <laughs> <laughs> oh man that scene is great though um i gotta say for me because uh i'm trying to pick something different um one thing and it stuck with me from the very first time i saw it um as a young teen was Okay, so we got pre-zombie, we got nurse zombie, and then, you know, uncle shows up, and, you know, he, you know, Lionel had been trying to keep them from, like, getting freaky, and we're like, I'm like, why are zombies getting freaky? Why do they want to have sex? What's happening? Like, this is new, because, you know, I grew up on Romero stuff, so I was like, what? Even, even, uh, you know... Return of the Living Dead didn't go there. So they're in there, like, fucking. And he's so loud. And he was at the point where he's like, oh, is that the one with the donkey and the chambermaid? And yeah, so then when he goes in there, and he, you know, he gets them all downstairs, he does a little tranquilizer thing, and then um, he does whatever, and he comes back, and, like, she's the same day, like, pregnant, and you see her just, her body expands, and there's their fucking baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, yeah. okay, zombies are having sex and then a baby? Like, what's happening? Like, so, yeah, I, I want to shout out to that because, like, what the instead, fuck were you, brains, you snorting, wanted... smoking, taking? <laughs> what were you doing? There's, but, uh, there's definitely some Freudian different shit type of brains. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought about that with the with the mother, especially when yeah. he reemerges from the womb. It's sort of like another birth. You know, he re-enters the womb, um, as mommy's boys want to kind of do, like, as Freud says, you know, we, they want to be with their mothers, you know, sort of in a psychologically, you know, sort of way. Freud was sick. And yeah, Freud was Can sick. you imagine what this, look, what this looked like on the written page, like when he handed the script to somebody and they're like reading this, and like, what the fuck, How really? much caffeine did you do? <laughs> We're going to yes. do this? Yes. Like I said, like I said, this this fucking Peter Jackson won an Academy Award. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like this motherfucker's nuts. But you <laughs> can see the skill. I think yeah. uh, because you know all this crazy, stupid, gross. I mean, you can honestly call this movie just fucking gross. It's gross, yeah. and that's okay. And I'm cool with that because I, I it's just it's a gross <laughs> movie. Can, can, and can, it's juvenile. Can, can and he does all this shit, but then what? I think it goes way beyond gross. Well, this you know, is, I was just using like a general term. <laughs> this shit is fucking grody. Yeah, it is. It's steps behind, uh, steps, uh, sorry, steps above gross. But, um, you know, but you can still tell by that, like the way that it's shot, the way that, you know, things are done, that he does have the skill but he's just having a good fucking time. He you know? loves this shit. He loves this shit. He does. Yeah. He absolutely does. And you yeah. can't deny that. And you can't not love it because it the love is there. Yeah. You know, he's not like... And I one think of it's interesting guys. that you 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ralph. No, I, uh, it's like you could tell, like, you know, he has a true love for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, like one of these directors who, you know, they get too big for doing this kind of thing. And like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. He loves this shit. And he still loves this shit. He owns know? it. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I did that. Well, yeah, like, you know. When- when he directed uh, King Kong, he put a, a nod to this movie and uh, King Kong on, on one of the crates. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole opening, the whole Actually, opening scene of this makes me makes me think of King Kong. The whole opening bit well, them well, the, on the, the monkey island. trap comes from Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, but the whole but the whole vibe of it made me really think of that the King Kong uh, remake. Yeah, well, and, and to, to touch on the uh... no, go ahead, Nico. I was going to say real quick, like, to you know, for those that maybe didn't see this movie, you know, prior to, you know, Lord of the Rings or his version of King Kong, um, a lot of like the, the visual styles and the cinematography are very similar to yeah, what he was in later on in Lord of the Rings and, and King Kong and even the Hobbit movies. Like a, a lot of that technique, you know, he was like refining and it seemed like he was just, uh, you know, kind of cutting his teeth and getting it ready to, to go to Middle Earth eventually. And that was yeah. his dream, his lifelong dream. Nope. And I'm one of those people that loves the Hobbit movies, fight me. Um, I actually no, no, really, really them. injured them. I, like them. I no, love so, them. A lot of people I, are like, no, 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 they're awful. And I'm like, no, they're great. I, I no. love those movies. I, if I may interject. <laughs> I'm trying to. Um, story I recall about the making of Lord of the Rings, you know, Jackson's skill with cinematography was what sold New Line and said, we want this guy to direct these scripts. But um, the story was that the the then head of New Line Cinema, the guy who greenlit Nightmare on Elm Street, in fact. Bob Shea. Bob Shea. Yeah. The prick. Uh, once, yeah. <laughs> once he had finished editing the first Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson told him, I want to give you a sneak preview. So he went into Peter Jackson's own, you know, office, and the first thing he saw was posters for Brain Dead slash Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles. And he said it was one of the, the worst moments of his life because he just suddenly felt the walls close in as he thought, I gave this guy $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> it paid off. But though, look what he fucking did with it. But yeah, yeah. You know, Rob Shea, he said he walked out of that screening and just said, you know what? This is going to be a hit. <laughs> 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 and New Line was only one was one of the few studios that were ready to do all three movies because initially I think Universal and Warner uh, not Warner Brothers was separate, uh, Universal right? and Paramount wanted to do one big three hour movie and he was kind of fighting for hey this should be three movies and New Line Bob Shea like had had the foresight to be like you know this this three books right let's do all three movies and I guess it was after he saw what what Peter Jackson was doing with with that test footage that he was able to do all three Lord of the Rings movies eventually. Well, and all the, all the blood and guts in this helped because the same people that did those are the same guys that created Weta with yeah, Jackson yeah. and, and yeah. were able oh. to be like, look, we can do this on the cheap because Bob Shea is nothing if not cheap. We can do this on the cheap if we create our own special effects house here in New Zealand. And you already know what we can do. We just need a little bit of money. We'll do all the special effects in-house. And then they used shit like this and what they did in the Frighteners to demo. This is what we can do. You don't need to go with some big Hollywood special effects studio. We can do all of this, and we've already done it. And and that was what ended up actually really selling New Line was that they could kind of like the same way Robert Rodriguez can 
because he does it in his fucking backyard. They're mm-hmm. like, we, yeah. can, we can do this cheaper than anybody else. But it's all because of all the shit they learned making like body parts fly all over the place in this gross ass movie. Yeah. Hold on. Shout out to Mike for shouting out the Frighteners. Cause I fucking love the, the Frighteners. Let me tell you, I love the Frighteners so fucking much. Yeah. Over, yeah, overlook gem. Overlook gem. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I just want to throw out, and, and I, I know, I know this is a uh, a horror podcast, and so maybe I've not expressed my love for uh, uh, fantasy. I am a huge fantasy nerd. Um, reading, you know, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, Game of Thrones. You know, I mean, just R. A. Salvatore. Like, I'm just obsessed with fantasy, and it's because of he writes fantasy, and I write fantasy. Um. <laughs> and it's it's because of, you know, Peter Jackson uh, directing Lord of the Rings that I actually found this movie. Now, I've been watching horror since I was eight years old, but for some reason, this movie never crossed my path. And it wasn't how. and it wasn't until it was they announced the, until Peter until Lord of the Rings. Right. I and and so once they announced I saw it when I was a kid. Once they announced that Peter Jackson was directing Lord of the Rings, I started, you know, doing some digging to find out where who this guy was. And I saw these movies and that's how I saw Bad Taste. That's how I saw, <laughs> you know, Dead Alive. And so I it was, you know, much later. It was probably, you know, I was probably 20 years old when I first saw this film. Wow. Right. I didn't know. Oh, no. Actually, no, I was no. around the same age when I first saw it, too. So don't feel bad, Sean. No, I, well, I, I, I didn't feel bad, but thanks. Well, you know what I mean. No, no, I know. No, I'm, I'm with you. Let me let me tell you. Uh, Di said the same thing herself when she watched this last night. Because you know, I told you before, Di loves gore. She loves horror and all that shit. And yeah, she was cool. saying to me as she was watching it, "How the fuck did I not see this or hear about this before?" She said, "I never heard of this movie." Like, and when and she was like, "When did this come out again?" I was like, "92." And she was like, "How the fuck did I not hear about this?" Right. You know, and she's. And she's, she, you can see her kicking herself because, you know, she loves this kind of shit. And she's just, I had never heard of this movie before. So how how did this pass me by? And I was like, I knew about this since I was a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, you guys know how I found it because I say it all the time. But, you know, my mom worked at a video store. Every Friday she'd haul me and my brothers in there and just let us loose because she had free rentals. And I just picked stuff that grabbed my eye. I'd go to the horror section. And what had cool art? And Dead Alive stood out to me because that picture, you know, that poster of the woman and she's holding her mouth yes. open and there's like the, yes. yeah. And so yeah, I was like, that's... that movie. And I, I I took it home. My mom was like, what the fuck? And she's a big <laughs> horror fan. And I was like, what the fuck? But I mean, like we were laughing at, you know, after we got adjusted, there's that adjustment period. The first time you see this film, you're like, <laughs> uh, what? No, let me tell you, let me tell you. Like I used to read comic books all the fucking time when I was a kid. And, you know, comic books, they promoted this kind of shit. They pro- you, I would get issues of comics, and they would have the, 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 the poster of Candyman, but they also had the poster of this and shit, and it was just like, you know, like, post, like that's why poster art is a lost thing, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a dying thing. Yeah. Like, for me, like, it's so important 
still. Right. Ever, ever since Scream, it's just a bunch of motherfuckers with big heads on the poster and shit. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Scream, and ever since then, that's one of the things that I really am pissed off at Scream about is like, even now, and it's like a million years later, it feels like, because uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, I think uh, when I was finishing up high school, and every single fucking movie has the, the faces like that. And now, I'm, we're starting to stray away from that, but I'm like, I miss the old like 80s VHS cover art. Like I would love to collect it. I mean, it was everything that grabbed me and, and got me into some of these really fucking obscure or, you know, things that maybe flew under the radar. That was the beauty of the mom and pop video store. May it rest in peace. You, you remember, uh, you remember the myths? You know that uh, Thomas Jane character, he's a poster art artist. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and, 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 and you know, like, you know, the, the storm comes and it gets fucked up and shit. And it was like, oh, you, you can't do your work. He said, no, get the studio, do it. They'll put a poster with everybody with big heads. You a know what I'm big heads. <laughs> I was... well, and, and if I could have the well, same and, moment. And Marvel. Marvel does that now, too, don't they? Oh, my God. Marvel. But they're fucking posters. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, one thing I would like to say about the Miss uh, and that particular scene with Thomas Jane, um, because uh, the character of David in the novella is is the artist, you know, and of course they they put that in the film. Actually, a really great film. But uh, what he's painting is another kind of horror fantasy thing by King. Uh, uh, he was painting Roland the Gunslinger um, no, no. from the Dark Ta- Tower series. We were just fucking talking about that today. I highly recommend it to absolutely everyone. It is so fucking amazing. Eight books. Worth it. And, and, the, and the, the art in The Mist is by Drew Struzan, who did all the Star Wars posters, all the like Back to the Future, all the Raiders of the Lost Ark posters. Like all the posters that Thomas Jane's painting are by legit the greatest movie poster artist of all time, which is again like just an awesome nod in that movie. What's his name again? Drew Struzan, S T R U Z A N. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so switch up gears. Uh, Let's start with our nitpicks. We all nitpick. Let's do it. Who wants to nitpick first? Uh, Rob? Rob. Rob, <laughs> <laughs> that's for fucking Nightmare on Elm Street earlier. Oh God! All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I, I, no, no, no. Let me, let me clear the air. I do apologize if I was too uh, fucking drunk. You see what I mean? You know, what happened? <laughs> He's no, I do apologize about. Drinking. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> no, I, I do apologize about that because. I, I did have points to make about that, but by the time I got to speak, I was so drunk, I just went on a fucking rant, and I didn't make any points. <laughs> and I was, I was just sitting like, there, blah, 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 blah. shattered that night. I was like, Rob, I didn't no. know you hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I listened to the, I listened to the playback, and I'm like, I see my, I can hear myself trying to make my points, but I'm just like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> ah, fuck that. It was pretty harsh. It was pretty <laughs> harsh. I think it's funny. I, thought you were I, 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 I totally didn't hate You totally didn't hate it because I gave it a 6 out of 10. So I totally didn't hate it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I love how you texted me after and you were like, I didn't know you loved that movie so much. I'm like, Rob, how drunk are you? <laughs> I love the ultimate fucking Freddy fan. Like, what? That did you not know? I picked that movie. <laughs> no, 
But I just say I'm a Nightmare 4 kind of guy in Nightmare 4. Yeah, and that's okay, but I was just like not expecting it. I, was, I felt like I got dropped in. Yeah, me, and Mike okay, about, uh, me and Mike was talking about uh, Nightmare 5 last night. Uh, I love from Stephen Hopkins. Uh, yeah. We, we stand Hopkins over here. So, yep, uh, yep, we, we stand the hop. Uh, like don't don't actually ask me what I think of Nightmare Five, but I still stand (laughs) Stephen Hawking. That's okay. That's okay. No, 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 no. It gets silly in points, but uh, like Nico said, it it gets really dark and 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 Mm -hmm. it's it's got a lot of beautiful moments. Well, yeah, you know me. Um, I like all Freddy movies except for one that I don't consider canon. Um, Freddy's Dead. No. You know what movie? Don't don't say it. Don't oh, say yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Don't say it. Piece of shit. Um. Thank you. Yay! I feel validated. It's very. To get back to Dead Alive, um, yes. I don't really have a problem with it. The only thing I really just say is like, and that's not really the fault of the filmmakers because you know that's not the fault of Jackson because you know it, it, he obviously wasn't working with the Hollows, but. Uh, Mom looks really paper mache at the end. She she didn't age well. The effects on <laughs> at the end when she comes out of the ground, she looks like a paper mache marionette. Like they fucking made her with construction paper and <laughs> she probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally was. yeah. Like those the, the big titties and the fat ass and all that. Oh, shit. that 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 the donkey donk. Like, damn, she flick. <laughs> I know she she had a Julie Cash on her and shit, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't age it didn't age particularly well. But uh, it's still a great effect. But it's just like, damn, like it looks like she's you know, same made with construction paper over here. But that's it. That's it. Not bad. Uh, who wants to nitpick next? Who's up? I'll do it. Okay. Because you know me. <laughs> You know, on, on one hand, I love the young Peter Jackson just pushing those boundaries and like, what can I do next? Yeah. But yes. on the other, it does reach the point of being a little eye rolling at times where you're like, you know, what? OK, we get it. You're going for shock. Do something else now, please. You know, he 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 pulled every trick he could. And at times it just felt almost like he was resorting to the Acme Corporation. Just like, OK, now you're just. Digging at the very bottom of the barrel. Wiley Coyote. Exactly. <laughs> Acme keeps sucking him. He keeps buying their products. I'll never understand. How he never sued them, I'll never understand. As a Looney Tunes fan, I got to tell you, that's always a burning question for me. <laughs> um, who who's up next? Uh, I'll just agree. I want I want to agree with Daniel. This movie gets to a point where it's just exhausting. Where it's just like, yeah. like, like, like I can imagine him turning to like a crew member saying, "Go, how many gallons of blood did we l- l- use on the last scene? Forty. Okay, this scene we're going to use fifty. It was just, <laughs> just. But I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me personally, it just got exhausting. Maybe because I wanted to go and clean it all up. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so much people, I thought it was great. Like I, don't, I love that. But you know, that's not, what it, makes it, that's it, the beauty it, of the different opinions. Yeah, no, and I still love it's it. Awesome. But it's awesome. It's fun, it, but it does reach the point of just being like, okay, do something else now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's, that's all I got. And those last 30 minutes, yeah, they're nonstop. Oh, 
Yeah, I beauty. guess similarly, I'd say like sometimes the sort of juvenile sense of humor gets a little bit over the top, like kind of similar to what you know Daniel is saying. But I, I kind of find that you know some of the visual jokes are sort of the visual equivalent of a fart joke. Like there's <laughs> there's you know, literally fart jokes. Literally, yeah, literally fart yeah, some joke. of them are literally a lot of dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Very, That's very uh, juvenile humor. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dinner scene. I mean, it is funny, but yeah, also very gross with the, <laughs> the pus falling in the pudding and, you know, all that other Her stuff. Ear. It was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that it was supposed to be a gross-out moment, and it works on that level. Definitely. <laughs> okay. I, I, have, I have just a little minor, little teeny tiny nitpick and it's and it doesn't even take away from the movie i think it actually adds to the charm of it but the ray harryhausen effect of the sumatarian rat monkey yeah Dude, that's that's the second time when it attacks the mom in the zoo you and sean oh, are kidding i was, I was are. trying to say the same thing but really even that like kind of works to the movie's advantage of like what you know that that, that just shows low budget filmmaking at its finest and how you can put um in, in this little location, you could pour syrup on shit and call it pancakes, and it worked. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but even still, but even still, honestly, like that minor nitpick aside, that's the only thing that kind of, like, you can just kind of tell it's stop motion, which is ever, and then it's like a, a goddamn puppet when it's biting her arm. Yeah. Other than that, um, I that's my only nitpick with the movie. Is but that. I, you know, and I will, I will say this about that: <clears throat> what makes up for the the poor. Um, claymation is the scene where she puts her heel into its head. Yeah. And, it, and all that. I was gonna say that. And it and the thing about it is it's not just like, you know, you see one shot of it. Like they keep going back to it. And it's like more shit coming out of its face. Like three or four times. Out and shit. Three or four times the camera cuts back to it and she's just driving her heel right into it. And all <laughs> that goop is coming out of its face. And so that, that for me that kind of made up for the uh, the shitty claymation, but yeah. Okay, who hasn't gone, Mike? Yeah, I think I'm gonna kind of echo what uh, a lot of what Daniel and David and Erica said. That like to me the pacing is a problem in this because part of the reason the custard scene fucks with me so much is <laughs> it's so gross but it's not surrounded by any of the looney tunes like gonzo-ness that we get in the last 30 minutes of the movie so there's some really gross scenes and so i always think if if i was trying to show this to somebody like i said i watched it with my wife last night and i almost lost her at that scene and i do i was like because she loves evil dead we've seen evil dead the musical and every time we do we've seen it like four times we sit in the splatter zone you know so she she loves that stuff so i was like just you gotta hang with me i feel like if he had spread some of that out some of that like gonzoness out a little bit more throughout the movie you might not lose people before we get to you know parties over which is great gross intro into the where it's going yeah Yeah. it's like you got to get past that and then okay (laughs) but it's gross without the 
funny and awesome. Yeah, it's just later gross. in the movie. It's just <laughs> it's, gross. So gross. I think I think the pacing's a uh that's my only real complaint. I think the pacing's a lot off. And on top of that, like the fuck I can never eat vanilla custard or vanilla pudding again. <laughs> like, yeah. never again. It's delicious. I and I like I like it. vanilla pudding. I like chocolate, but I was gonna well, I eat, did. I was gonna see if we had any vanilla just so I could mm, eat it while we were talking. The, uh, yeah, but I, I'm a chocolate person, so whatever. But my nitpick is, is going to be, of course, a, a weird candy nitpick. You know how about like how I love love stories, right? So the love story in this, we've got Paquita, who's like you know strong and smart and you know very you know just attractive, and you've got goofy Lionel, and you know it's like oh it's kind of cute, and you know she probably wouldn't have thought much of him because she was into the Roger dude. But, you know, her grandmother's like, no, oh, he is the man. That's the man, you know. And so he is determined as fuck to get with this guy who is just, like, brushing her off because he's such a mommy's boy. You know, and, like, if I were Paquita, I would have been like, fuck this dude. <laughs> he's blowing me up for his mom? Like, what? But, like, no. Like, but. And then no matter how weird he got, she still was insistent. Like, I don't know. I, I, I love the character of Fikita, but, like, for me personally, like, you lost me on the love story. Because I would have been like, fuck you then. All right? Like, if that's what you're going to be. Because he didn't give her any explanation, just kind of drops off after they, you know, go to pound town. And I would have been like, hurt. like, what? I, but we had this, you know, thing going on. And you're just going to dish me. You're not telling me why you're carrying around a bottle of generic brand tranquilizer in a jug. And you're not explaining anything to me. Did you just say pound town? The bone zone. I don't know. They fuck. I don't know what to uh -oh. say. Yeah. But to kind of, kind of, you know, go the on that. People always want what they can't have, and that makes the attraction that much stronger for a lot of people. But I gotta tell you, the deal breaker with Paquita, exactly. if I were Paquita, the absolute deal breaker would be at his mother's <clears throat> funeral, you know, where he's in there trying to tranquilize her because he knows if she's not really dead. You know, like, well, she's dead, but she's undead. So he's trying to get the tranquilizer into her, and then they find him with her corpse that they think, you know, she's dead. And he's like, you know, holding her and she's all like, you know, gross and nasty. Yeah, she looking. Can, yeah. And, and then Paquita sees that. And then she's all like, are you okay? Like, let's hold <laughs> hands and walk. Let me talk to you. I'd have been like, this dude is hugging a corpse. I got to go. Like, here's a lie. <laughs> they call Maybe that a red flag. <laughs> that's, that's not even a red flag. That's just no, it's wrong. A, it's they a couple a of red flags. That is a complete full stop. <laughs> A four-way stop sign. Hold on, I'm taking notes. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Please don't roll around with corpses at a at, at a funeral, please, because I I would have to pack my bags. There's a lot. Oh, so yeah, that's my nitpick. Say. It's like uh, I don't I don't think that anybody else, but it's also endearing. So it's not like a mega nitpick. You know, I do like their their relationship, and it's Paquita that you know is the strong one that holds everybody. You know, that holds the glue together between them. You know, she's fighting for him, and I like to see that shift of power. Usually it's the guy's pursuing, and she's, you know, empowered. She's pursuing him, you know, and no matter what he does, she's there, man. And so she's hardcore. Yeah. She's right or die. Well, she, also gives him, she also gives him the strength, too, exactly. at the end of the movie to kind of what he has to do. So, yeah, so my pick was the love story, but at the same time, I love the love story, so it's, it's not really a mega thing. Yeah. And I and I will say about the the whole situation with him and his mom, like 
all fiction is based in some sort of reality. And I yes. know that there are mothers out there that are like that. And I feel really bad for the, the people that have to deal with parents mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I'm lucky Northern to have days. really not, good in-laws, you know, that don't hate not, me. Not her. Yeah. It's what she's become. Right. Illness. Well, and, you we know. We all feel a little mad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> What else can we talk about? Anybody want to touch on anything else? Well, I, I do want to talk about the uh, the intestines. <laughs> That's my favorite. I just fucking love it. Because I was that was, would. That, was <laughs> that was so off the wall. Like you have like the internal organs that just like do their own thing, and and the whole scene where where it farts. Like that, I'm sorry, I'm laughing now. That that totally threw me for a loop because it just you just see the rectum just raise up and it's just like. <laughs> and I get okay. I'm gonna get gross with you guys, but farts are comedy to me. My my grandfather he could like fart on command, so I could be crying and he would fart and it would make me laugh. So to this day, I no matter what's going on, I could be in the middle of a crying jag because I'm like feeling whatever I'm feeling, and somebody could like cut a great fart and I'm like. <laughs> Ah. Yeah. So a fart is always comedy to me. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit this to you guys. Interrupt. That's no, what I was going to say. It, it, it depends on the fart, though. Because <laughs> no, like yeah, no, it, it, we're going here. <laughs> no, fart, fart, farts are fine, but it, it depends on the, the fart. Because I, 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 live, I live with somebody who's a fucking farter. I live with somebody. <laughs> We are all farters in this house. We have fart wars, and then we had to call it off because no, it got ugly. Like, like the only I don't I don't mind farts, but like I just warn me before you let one go. But uh, it, it's coming. The, 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 the one the one that the bought me are the the wet sounding ones. Oh my god! Dude, did you shit yourself, dude? Like, <laughs> I, I, I long. I long for the days when we just talked about dicks. I just want to go back to that. I just want to go back to dicks. Look at Daniel. Daniel's like, what the fuck did I get into? Her jokes are like the baseline of some comedy. I'm sorry. People are dying inside right now. So I'm going to tell you guys now. So um, my roommate and I, every time we go to Walmart, I always try to find a way. We always try to find ways to embarrass each other in public, especially <laughs> at Walmart for some reason. Um, so you guys have probably seen like like that dude. What's his name? I think it's Ed. Is it Jack Vale? The one that's on YouTube with the pooter thing that he goes <laughs> yeah. by and like he like does it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. whenever my, my roommate's actually like looking at something and it's like really quiet, I'll legit purposely rip ass right there in the middle of fucking Walmart just to fucking make him get all embarrassed. Okay, and... Sean Smith. <laughs> so I do this constantly. I would never. Only at Walmart that we do When I'm trapped in an area, like we're in line at Walmart, and he won't warn me, and it won't make a sound, and those are the worst. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, and I can't go anywhere. And I'm stuck, and he just thinks it's fucking hilarious. I'm like, oh, fuck you, and then I, mean, I have to get him back. Wait, 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 but does he stand there and bomb, or does he start fucking crop dusting? That's the, that's the, the one that you can <laughs> oh. 
the, the, the crop dusting one where you fuck it follows you and shit. And I that's the one I can't fucking pick. Like, dude, uh, you fucking stick. Get the fuck away from me, please. So that, that's what he'll do to me. So like I'll I'll do that to my roommate at at Walmart and then he'll like scream real loud for like clean up or, or something, maintenance that somebody shit their pants in the aisle or, or something. Just, like, just like, when like when like the hot because he gets me back every time. So it's not like he, you know, I'm just doing this to be a dick. Because I know what the next step is, I'm gonna get embarrassed by other, you know, in front of other people. So I do it purposely because it's funny to like kind of fuck with them. Totally. totally. Get back on topic. Like he just he just walked in now. Dear listeners, coming hey, next season. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yeah, sorry, Mike. This, this isn't how it normally goes. <laughs> no, you guys are good. The only thing I do want to let you guys know is I'm going to have to bounce in about 15 minutes. So if there's... This, totally cool. Hey, Rob, you're still recording, right? Yeah. Okay, so we should... Yeah, just... Yeah, just... Yeah, finish up. So just... Oh, go ahead, just, go ahead. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Let's, let's, let's go around and give reviews until Candy comes back. Take some codeine and shut up. This is our Titanic. Uh, my Titanic. Oh, let me get my uh, violin. I want to start us off and say, you know what? I'll hit you in the balls. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. I'll be out of ZombieFans. Uh, I'll start us off and say I would give this a 10 out of 10. It really is a marvelously fun zombie movie and... Uh, well, now you interrupted me, damn it. I have some sad news to report. I'd like to go ahead and write you some songs for you. Okay, okay. Short, short version. 10 out of 10. There, done. <laughs> I know. Old man Daniel has to go to bed on time. I forgot. Oh, it was actually Mike. Yeah, it's it's actually me because I'm two hours behind you guys, so I still have to make like dinner and shit. Oh my so. god, Mike, I didn't know. Oh. And this never has happened on the show ever, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're good. No problem. But but the fact that Daniel paused there when we spent like five minutes talking about his pauses, I'm gonna need a minute to collect myself. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. He needs to interject. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Back to topic. Dude, Back to you almost made me over my floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right, technical okay. difficulties aside. Oh my god, back. what a way to fucking go out on season two. God damn it, I'm angry. And we're back. No, no it's it, it's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's it's the funniest <coughs> shit ever, dude. Uh, just, trust me. Like, Would you guys talk about fun. me? Uh, a little bit. No. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. No. Poquito. Just a little bit. Un poquito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel. Go ahead. Yeah, let's do our fucking reviews. <laughs> 
Okay, being the stingy tap I am, 10 out of 10. It really is just a really fun, marvelous movie. Great shades of the early Peter Jackson, seeing what he was going to do for Lord of the Rings. Very original, very creative. 10. I'm so happy. Yay. I really didn't expect that from you. I'm so happy, yes. Oh, Mike, what you got for us? Out of 10. Oh, uh, wait, oh, that Daniel wants to interject. I'm sorry. Told <laughs> 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 <Cold> you. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Somebody uh, needs to fart. Stop it. <laughs> I'm with Erica. I'm with Erica on that. Yeah, that's that's Stop where this it. went off the rails. That's why your internet crashed. Is because you all spent like ten minutes talking about. God fart. left the chat. And that was just the powers that be. And, like we need to oh put my, a stop you're to this shit. To right? You're not used to us. We Divine we activity. We talked about. We had a two-hour episode, and for 15 minutes we talked about the movie, and the rest of the time we talked about dicks. Yeah, so this is this is really minor shit right here. Dicks are way more interesting than farts, to be honest with you. There's a lot more comedy value. Well, I don't know. I think, Back to topic. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike. All right, so uh, as I mentioned before, I think the pacing issues keep it from being a full – 10 out of 10, but I fucking, I love this movie. I love it to death. I'm so glad because I hadn't rewatched it in years. So I'm so glad you guys asked me to come on. It gave me a chance to rewatch it. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I think it's as close to perfect as you can get without being perfect. There you go. Yeah, that's that's really well said. Um, Who is up? Okay, Rob. Rob. I'm calling on you. I'm the teacher. I, I, I'm calling I, on you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was like when the when it came to fucking like who's gonna be next. It's like I'm the I'm the one that just gets fucking picked to be next. <laughs> um, I mean, like you always have something to say. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. I gotta uh, what? Give it, I gotta give it ten out of ten. It's it's yeah. Uh, I, I, I like. I mean. The 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 mar- the giant marionette mum at the end and shit. Not and <laughs> it's like I I really don't have anything bad to say, and I can look past that. This yeah. is just so much fucking fun, and it's so funny that uh, I can look past that because everything else is just so fucking hilarious and fun. It's just, it's a perfect ten out of ten zombie babies for me, and <laughs> it's hilarious. The, the I, I I love this movie to death. I, I haven't seen it like, like I haven't seen it in a while either. It's been like 10, 15 years since I seen this. And then like you know watching it, it's like ah, uh, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful stuff. But uh, yeah, 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 it's a ten out of ten zombie baby. Awesome, I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, Erica. Yeah. Um. I I like this a lot more than the first time I saw it. I'm going to go with nine out of 10, just taking a point off because of the, the pacing issues and just some of the jokes being unrelentingly crass, but funny as hell movie um, got a big kick out of it this time. So I'm going to go with the uh, nine out of 10 pus filled custards. Nico. Obviously it's going to be a 10 out of 10. I kick ass for the Lord. Um, this this is this is obviously the, the crown jewel and early Peter Jackson uh, 
his his cinema Verter, as it were, and I probably mispronounced it. It's whatever. Um, you know, it, it kind of led the way for future endeavors in Middle Earth, even the underrated Frighteners. Um, he kind of again cut his teeth with this movie. It's it's gory. It's over the top. It's cartoonish. I love it. Um, you know, there's characters that you care about. The acting is believable. Surprisingly, given the circumstances that the characters find themselves in, I, the mom does a great job. Yeah, the the actress that played the mother was fucking she on was point, great. and one of the um, you know, underrated horror mothers that never gets mentioned when when we talk about horror mothers. You well, know, most people of, don't you know, mention this movie either. To be fair, yeah. Right, because everybody's all caught up in their you know Lord of the Rings and and King Kong, which I was saying before, the kind of golf they were saying earlier. Um, how cool is it that fucking Peter Jackson, his two dreams were to you know direct Lord of the Rings and and King Kong, and because of movies like this that he you know. Just, just did prior was was able to go ahead and do that with it. Yeah. But I mean, again, um, truly really living the dream. Right, and to and to echo everybody else saying, the movie's a lot of fun. Um, it's a comfort movie. It, it is the I, I would say it's definitely the goriest of all, probably one of the goriest of all movies, and probably the goriest zombie movie I think I've ever seen. I mean, definitely. I think we're really even closest to it, but yeah, ten out of ten, kick ass for the Lord. Nice, nice, good. Uh. Who's up? Okay, I'll go. Okay, uh, I'll give it nine out of ten farting intestines. Okay, had, that was gonna be mine. I had burritos earlier, so that's just the mindset I'm in. But um, <laughs> and I had, much like Nico, I had only seen this movie once before years ago, and I watched it yesterday to get ready for tonight. And it's it's um it's exhausting. It's an exhausting mm-hmm. film. It, it starts off very mellow and sweet. And but like the last 40 minutes are just like this fucking, uh, you know, roller coaster ride that never stops. But I love it. I love watching a director in early in his early years, and you can see like how he's going to make Lord of the Rings and the King Kong remake, which I love. Um, and mm-hmm. the gore, the gore is just it just makes me just want to like clean everything in my apartment. I just want to like <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I just want to clean. <laughs> I do, but I always feel sticky, so that's my thing. But uh, I not, Nico was com- uh, comparing something adjacent, takes a Manhattan to like a, a floor in a what was it you said? Uh, right, a movie theater, right? Like a like, oh, a, like, like a New like York a 42nd Street, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck a theater, and like the, uh, the the mop boy in the jazz theater. Yeah. <laughs> no. no let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you uh, my, my uncle, may he rest in peace, took my dad when he was younger to one of those peepoos. And my dad went in. He said, "Why is there a guy always mopping in here?" And Uncle told him to shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> that guy is earning his money. Oh yeah, he, he was definitely. He has to pay for that. That boy is earning. It. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Uncle. Move. All right. So I guess that leaves me. I've got a. I'm gonna go with nine and a half out of ten lawnmowers. Oh. And. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give a half point off for the pacing. Um I got to give a shout out to the uh the grandma uh <laughs> using the the Alistair Crowley uh Thoth deck. Um ter- yes, 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 I was going to say something about that. And and, and you know, I know Rob I know Rob gave some shit about the paper mache mom, but she's she's built like a brick shit house. Um, <laughs> she's a brick house. I am I am a gorehound, and this movie 
fucking surpassed, you know, all the levels of bloodlust uh, that I could look for in a movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, nine, nine and a half out of ten. Very good. Like, we rated this so much higher than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be the lone warrior, like, loving the shit out of this. But, uh, yeah, it's 10 out of 10. I was going to say farting intestines. Uh, but we'll go with uh, 10 out of 10 sticky love stories. Oh, <laughs> I guess at the end with the, the strings yeah. hanging between them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have to give it to Anson, and and part of that is uh, because it is so dear to me as a film. Um, it's it's a comfort film, like Nico said. It it really is like something like when I'm in a shitty mood or whatever, it, whatever mood I'm in, I feel good when I watch this film because it's funny, it's entertaining. The pacing doesn't bother me because I like how it starts out kind of slow and different, and then it just fucking head first, bam, you know. Yeah, it, it should do that. It, it's the, the film should do that with the, the entire tone of it. It's just gonna I, fuck you up. I I agree immensely. I I definitely agree with that one. That uh, I I like that you know it just it reaches a fever pitch by the climax in the last thirty minutes. It's just gore 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 everywhere. You know, and it's so, fun for me like that. Yeah, and I enjoy that. And and this is I have this film to blame for making me laugh at gore. Like, I, I told the famous story, like, we saw the remake of Evil Dead, which was really gory, in, in a theater, and, um, you know, I was laughing through the whole movie. I, I couldn't help it, and these people are fucking scared and freaking out, and then we're leaving the theater, and they're all like, oh, my God, that's them. Those are the people that were laughing. Like, people were freaking out, like, oh, my God, they're going to go home and, like, murder babies or something, but... I just think, you know, Gore's funny, so thank you, Peter Jackson, for making me laugh about love again. And uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I just want to, I'm going to pull a Daniel and interject just one quick thing. We didn't give enough credit to Timothy Bomey for his performance as Lionel in this movie. Yes, yeah. he's really great. Yeah. He's really, really great. He, he really carried the movie. I've had the pleasure to meet him at, at my first Monster Mania. The guy was a total joy. He was one of the nicest people in the world. And, you know, him in that movie, you could just tell he was very genuine. Like, well, and the, just happy to be the there. The movie doesn't work without him. Like, if right. he's not as good, this entire movie falls apart. Like, he's exactly. fantastic. Blaine kind of like a bubbling doofus, but he's in love and he loves his mom. And, you know, it, it just it works. He does it so well. Definitely. All the awards. All the Gore Awards. Um, but, yeah, this movie is, is just one that is always going to be in my top ten. Um. Nothing can pass this up. Nothing can be done like this again, you know? No. It was like a no one-time way. deal. So, yeah, I think his other earlier films, like Bad Taste and You know, Meet the Peoples, I don't think they were as good as this one. This is really no. the crown jewel in that time period for him. This the was drug his... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, on that note, uh, we, we rated that very, very high. Thank you, guys. Um because it meant a lot to me. This is wrapping up season two. Um, and I want to just have a moment really quick to say that I want to thank all of you for being on the show, for making it what it is. We went from season one just talking about general topics. Season two, we started doing single titles. And every single one of you have added wonderful things, have made this show successful. Um, we have grown, and I'm still shocked about like how much we've grown, how much people like us, and I don't know why because we're a bunch of goofballs, but I love it. I love you guys, and thank you for your work. Thank you for your contributions. 
thank you to our guests that come on. Um, you guys are wonderful. And on that note, I, I do want to go ahead and get everybody pumped for the beginning of season three. We're going to head straight into it right before Halloween. And that episode will be a, uh, a double feature. Um, I mean, I like to start off on double features. So it will be creep show one and two. I can't wait for that. Oh my God. And I'm actually going to, actually going to do dress rehearsal of my costume for days of the dead uh we're going on a halloween uh the horror con i'm going to so i will be in costume um i don't know if that's good or bad for you guys and, I, and i'll be at the monster mania event the mahoney where they're showing creep show on october 30th with tom savini nice. in, in the house yeah. yep. look fondly at him for me like the doe i'm sure that he'll, he'll, he'll tom. That. Oh, yeah. tom. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, this guy. He'll be like, yeah, 40 bucks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. I'm standing by that. Uh, we, we are doing an in-between episode that I can't talk about right now, but uh, listeners, you will find out. Um, so, yeah, let's get pumped for season three. We're, we're just going to plunge in. And uh, give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you all. And, Thank uh, you for having you me. You are my House of Screams family, and I love you. And uh, we're coming back bigger than ever. Thank you, uh, Mike, for being here. Let's go ahead and do some plugs. Mike, uh, what would you like to plug for us? Uh, where can we find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Hibachi Justice. That's the best place to get a hold of me. You can also follow the uh, Adkins Undisputed podcast at Adkins Podcast. And then also check me out on the Dana Buckler Show at Dana Buckler Show. That's If you can't find me there, you're just not looking hard enough because those two <laughs> places will get you there. Okay, awesome. Uh, Nightmare Nerd. As always, you can find The Nightmare Nerd on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also now on the channel Reaper's Horror, where I am doing narration. Uh, I also write for House of Tortured Souls. As always, folks, eat, drink, and be scary, and enjoy, and happy Halloween season. We ain't done yet. Nope, not yet. Uh, you are. Awesome. Uh, Nico? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as El I love how much Andy loves that. Yes, the <laughs> um, You can also find um, Horror Pop Radio Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We will be coming back. I'm going to start having guest hosts on there, along with some celebrity uh, interviews. And you can find me on Facebook as Nico Nice. Awesome. And he is also a member of the House of Screams family. One of us, one of us, Gabba Gabba Hey. Gabba Gabba Hey. Yes. So good. Uh, Cinema Drunky. <laughs> oh, my favorite part Your of Your favorite part. Show. I know you couldn't wait. Plugs. I love um, <laughs> Of course, you can find me as the Cinema Drunky on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as my numerous writings on ultimateactionmovies.com as well as uh, actionflix.com and um, of course uh, filmcombatsyndicate.com and uh, uh, Behind the Screams po- uh, podcast, I started writing for them um, my, my, my baby, my, my heart uh, the action drunkies uh, we just put out uh, Tuesday uh, our Broken Path episode with Mike uh, such a good episode too Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. I was promoting the hell out of it. Ha- hashtag follow the broken path. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I was. Uh, I, I was. Gonna, I almost forgot that, but uh, thanks, Mike. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mike made. Make, Mike. Mike made that a terrific episode. Uh, shout out to Mike. <coughs> for- 
Yeah, we got so many good episodes in the pipeline coming out. Uh, that's my baby. That's my joy. And uh, the, yeah, I cannot be proud of how it's turning out. It's, it's really going good. But uh, yeah, uh, um, stay tuned. We're going to have some good stuff. Uh, we're going to have everybody on. So yeah, stay tuned. Look forward yeah. to it. I, I'm so excited. I, I know that I know some of the things that are coming up, and I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, Erica, you can find me on Instagram at my horrific life or on my website myhorrificlife.com. Awesome. Uh, Dave. Um, nothing for myself, um, but just. Anyone listening should seek out all of these other wonderful people who allow me to be here and, and, and take part of this experience. Um, and just as always, uh, wash your hands, vote, wear yes. your mask, yes. and be kind to each other because that's all we've got. And it's free. Right. Okay. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Sean of the Dead. Oh, sorry, Rob. No, because I know I, I know how much Dave loves it. Uh, be kind to each other. If nothing else, be kind. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes, definitely. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Slasher, Sean of the Dead, bunch of letters, bunch of numbers. I'm not going to spell it out for you. Um, <laughs> I am I am finally back on Rob's OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can catch me there. Five, the cookie nine. monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I spent a week. I spent a week on Nico's liquid sex, and that's right. I'm back. So it's dividing his time. That's right. That's um, money I ever spent. <laughs> As for me, uh, obviously, this is my baby. This is what I do. Um, I put a lot of work behind the scenes into this. Uh, I do. Um, me and our Twitter account, which uh, we've got a lot of followers. I can't even keep track anymore. Um, over 9,000. I'm kidding. It's um, like over 2,000 something. So you can always contact me there because I'm on there a lot. Uh, at house underscore screams. Uh, you, when you contact that, you are speaking with me. The hostess, um, if there is such a thing on this show, is, you know, <laughs> is me. Hostess with the most. The host is the most and uh, you can find my writings. Um, I've neglected my blog and just been writing for Behind the Screams uh, podcast on their website. I have some really cool articles. Um, I'm actually finishing up my Dream Warriors one. Uh, that was for Rob. I was looking at him. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I actually, no, I actually do regret that because I was too drunk to fuck. Oh, it's okay. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, no, no. But I really am writing the article. That was no lie. <laughs> it's really good. Because I felt bad because you and Mike were giving me all the shit today about my fucking. <laughs> yeah, it went on and on on Twitter. Like, we were like, yeah. what? Yeah, fuck? Bro, I learned I learned some stuff about we've had a great friendship and I learned some shit about your thoughts today that really <laughs> that so are, they're, they're making me question like all kinds of farts. <laughs> <laughs> Every kind of fart. Oh my god. Everybody um, farts. Everybody <laughs> farts. Oh my god. Funny that we finally had a conversation that made us want to go back to dicks, so you know. We really stopped ourselves for this season ender. <laughs> what are we going to come back with in season three? I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just check out everybody on the show. We all put a lot of uh, our love into about these movies, and sometimes our hate, <laughs> into this show. And we, and we love everybody that listens. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank everybody here on the show. Thank you guys for being here tonight. And, um, Mike, I hope to have you back again. And hopefully we won't have technical difficulties or, you know, be gross about Barb. Okay. We'll behave. Time. I'd be happy to come back. Anytime. It's been really, really fun, aside from yeah. everything else. <laughs> Thank God I didn't invite him to the always, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much. And um, you'll be hearing from me in chat. And everybody else, uh, listeners, stay spooky. Uh, have a fun Halloween. Good night, children. Good night. Take care. Black Lives Matter. Good night. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, yes.